T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. Gourmet nights, popcorn. I mean nights, gourmet popcorn. They've got caramel corn and sweet cherry corn and double cheddar cheese. Double cheddar cheese. Double cheddar cheese. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Toby Altizer. Theme song there for the Knights Gourmet Popcorn Mock Draft Mockery, which the afternoon show does every day around 4.45 or so. I'll be on there today. I told the guys they needed a theme song. I dummied one up, and they use it every day. I had a friend text me yesterday. He said, my son's been asking me for days to play the popcorn song, and I had no idea what he meant. He says, Daddy, play the popcorn song. I don't know what he wants. You know, it's it's hard. You don't know what your kid wants. He picks them up from daycare yesterday. They drive home listening to the fan, and they play the popcorn song. He says, Daddy, this is it. This is the popcorn song. So this kid's been begging for the Night's Gourmet Popcorn theme song for days. And then he got mad at my friend because he couldn't play it on demand. I sent him the copy. I said, okay, you're going to play this. If you play it, you're opening Pandora's box because you know how kids are. Over, 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 over. He said, yeah, you, you sent it to me. We played it three times already. So if there's any kids that are craving the Night's Gourmet Popcorn song, I do have the file that I would be available to give to you. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer talking about the Milwaukee Brewers a little bit here and generally, Toby, uh, how terrible they are. And they are bad. Yeah, very bad. Yeah. All right, I got a tweet I wanted to read you uh, from Corey Green. On Twitter? Oh, Corey Greeners. Mike Brasso has a higher pitching war than Aaron Ashby, a higher offensive war than Hunter Renfro, and a higher defensive war than Christian Yelich. How does that make you feel? A higher pitching war than Aaron Ashby. And a higher defensive war than... Yelly. And a higher offensive war than Hunter Renfro. Renfro's, I think, is just because of playing time. But even so, it's not like Brasso's playing a whole lot. Well, you know what initially that tells me? I think that's a very compelling stat. What it tells me is that the uh, Brewers suck. (laughs) That or that we should stop looking at war and saying that Willie Adamas is the best player on the Brewers. So with the Brewers right now, let me tell you this. I'm as as much as we keep talking about their offense and stuff, their defense is kind of sucks. Terrible. Everybody's mad at Jonathan Davis the other day because he misread a wall he's not familiar with. I saw people saying, cut this guy. Okay, no. Christian Yelich is not playing a great left field. Yelich, Yelich is like, oh, I want to find someone I can compare it to. He makes some spectacular plays that only he would be making out there. But then there's some plays that are like really, they seem easier and he doesn't make them or he misreads them. I think the whole infield's been bad. Rowdy's good. I like Rowdy at first. You know, he's good at picking the ball. He's, he's pretty athletic for, for him. 
Uh, I mean, not even for him. I, I think he's an athletic guy. Wong is not Colton Wong Gold Glover. Urias is making a bunch of mistakes. Adamas is misreading balls and making mistakes. I don't I, like that. The whole defense, this whole this whole team was they, the Brewers basically said a couple of years ago, uh, we're not going to be an offensive juggernaut, so we're going to try to win with pitching and defense. And the pitching has been not great outside of Woodruff burns the bullpen, and the defense I think that has been really bad. The defense has been bad. And so there's a lot of things that they need to do about that. I don't know. But the defense has been bad. Wow, Mike Brasso. All right. Uh, Brewer Nation tweeted a couple of days ago. This is, I was wondering if Mark Antanasio said what I thought he had said. It sounded like Antanasio when he was talking during uh, the Brewers-Cubs game on Wednesday that there's not a lot out there in the trade market. Uh, Brewer Nation tweeted, the general company line as trade season has descended is not to expect anything earth-shattering, that any additions would be complementary to what's already in place. Atanasio's comments referring to the lack of available needle-moving assets on the trade market supports that. If there's not somebody that they think they can go out and grab, that's one thing. I don't want to be hearing that from the owner. I, I don't want to be hearing that from the owner. This is a franchise who they will always... You know what? Here's what here's what they're gonna say. Remember uh, Justin Topa? He's hurt and trying to trying to come back. He's gonna come back sometime around the trade deadline, and they're gonna say, "Well, I mean, it's like adding an arm. It's like adding an arm at the trade deadline. Anytime a guy, it's like at Freddie Peralta. It's like adding him. It, it, that's what it's like. Well, that's not what it's like though. That's not what it is. A trade means you trade someone." If they, if you don't think there's available assets, like anybody can look at the athletic and see Jim Bowden and what he says. Anybody can look at MLB.com and say these are probably the available assets. So if you read those articles, you're like, oh, who's the best guy out there? Ben Attendee, Trey Mancini, you know, who's the best guy out there? How about you figure it out? How about you as the Brewers call a team that you're not sure if the Pirates want to get rid of Brian Reynolds? How about you make them get rid of Brian Reynolds? How about you give them an offer that you – can't be turned down that they can't refuse how about that don't just look at what articles you see and try to tell me that there's nobody out there I don't want the owner telling me that now should he sell me false goods I don't know what do I want him to say you know we understand that there's ways that we can improve this team and we're gonna we're gonna uncover every rock man we're gonna look We, we got guys working on it we want we know that our world series window is right now and that's what we want to try to do. You know, so you're not really giving me false hope. You're just telling me that you're trying. That's much better than getting on the TV and saying, I don't know, there's not a lot of pieces out there. We'll see. What don't don't what are you trying to underpromise, over deliver? Is it so much to ask? Am I being unreasonable? I don't want Mark Antonazio to try to downplay what the Brewers might do. I don't need him to say, guys. We are going to blow you away with the trade packages that we are going to bring in. And if we don't win, like that's that's just, that's not real. That's fake. But at least tell me, yeah, we're trying. We're out there. It just seems like every time that Mark talks, I'm less confident that the Brewers are going to be good. Is that what you want out of your ownership? Why are you trying, why are you trying to sell me down? I'm not this, I'm not the board of directors. I'm not your other people that are trying to make money here. I'm a fan. I want this team to win a World Series. I know he wants to win. I know he does. He's a baseball fan. He's been a lifelong baseball fan. He he wants to be a winner. How could you not? I just, it doesn't, when he talks, it doesn't seem like that's what comes out of his mouth. So I get frustrated. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just want the Brewers to win. They got the Pirates tonight. Who's on the hill tonight for the crew? Aaron Ashby. Oh. Guy with a worse war than Mike Brasso. You think they should start Brasso? I think so. Toby said it. Ashby tonight, Woodruff tomorrow, Lauer. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, should I, should I just, when Mark Anasio talks, should I just like, ah, whatever? Or No, it's the owner talking. I'm reading into it. It's the owner talking. I mean, yesterday we spent 30 minutes dissecting our quarterback's tattoo and what it means. So if the owner of one of our teams speaks, I should be able to say something about it, right? Yeah, and you have the right to kind of freak out doubly because you don't have to freak out about Packers owners. 
Yeah, because I am one and I am great. The World Baseball Classic announced the locations and most of the teams that are going to be in. The World Baseball Classic, technically it's, I mean, it's like the baseball version of the World Cup, I guess. And these guys do care. USA won it last time. These guys do care when they play. Christian Yelich had a big role in that. I'm going to guess that, Toby, you're into the World Baseball Classic. Uh, not really. What? No, not really. I thought this would be something right up your alley. Yeah, I mean, last time, I I don't know that I watched any of it, no. Really? I love it. Now, it doesn't, like, it, it's still going to be a while before it seems like it's more than just, like, a little exhibition fun time tournament. You know, like, the World Cup is the World Cup. Whether you dislike soccer or not, it's the World Cup. The Olympics are the Olympics, you know? Obviously, but the the World Baseball Classic, like when the FIBA, when NBA or the basketball does the FIBA World Cup, nobody cares about that, right? No, no one watches it. No one even goes and plays in it, really, outside of, well, at least no Americans seem to go play in it. Well, the World Baseball Classic is going to be next uh, March. You're going to have four pods, one in Japan, one in Taiwan, one in Miami, and the USA will be in the one in Phoenix, with Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and one more team to be determined. The top two will go on. They play like little round-robin pools. Then they go to the semifinals. Then they go to the championship. So that'll be next March. And it, it happens during spring training. So you lose some guys, but then you get some guys that are like already advanced a little bit. I'm super into the World Baseball Classic. I basically like any sports ever, tournament-wise. The more that you can add, I think, the better. I watched the USFL. Big loser. I watched uh, the XFL. <laughs> Big loser. No, I haven't watched any of Wimbledon. I saw Nadal drop. Yeah, out. Nadal withdrew. What happened there? He had a abdominal tear oh, after no. his four-hour match with Taylor Fritz. So the guy just advances then that he was going to face? Yeah, Nick Kyrgios moves on to the Wimbledon final. Shouldn't they let Fritz advance then? And That's what that people out? have been saying is tennis for a while, I guess, had a thing called the lucky loser clause that if it's this late into a tournament and the winner of that match decides that he has to withdraw for whatever reason, then the loser of the previous match should be able to move on. Because it seems kind of odd that Nick Kyrgios got to the semifinal, Nadal withdraws, and it's just like, oh, you're on to the final. Well, what's more unfair Probably the way they're doing it because now it's Kyrios. Mm -hmm. He goes to the final without the wear and tear of the semifinals. Yep. He gets a couple extra days rest. Djokovic or whoever moves on there. I'm not sure who Djokovic is playing, but he'll probably win. So it'll probably be Djokovic versus Kyrios in the final. And Kyrios gets a couple extra days rest. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So look at that. I know you've been dying all week to talk Wimbledon. That match between Nadal and Fritz was incredible. Five-setter, goes to a tie-break in the fifth set. It's too bad that Nadal can't keep going because he looked good, came back from down. No, Djokovic was down two sets to none and came back too. So it's been a good. It's gonna been a really good tournament. Well, it's kind of like with you know when COVID was knocking a lot of people out. What would have what would a league have done with COVID if a team couldn't play? Well, it's almost like in these leagues, like uh, COVID disappeared in the playoffs. The COVID did disappear in the playoffs. Chris Bassett's all upset. You see that with the Mets? Because he, he tested at home. He was positive. He told the Mets. And they're like, okay, well, you can't play. And he's like, well, I'm asymptomatic. They're like, but you have COVID. He's like, well, then I shouldn't have tested. And they're like, well, probably not. <laughs> so he's like, why are we still testing? Well, I still think the funny part is, and whatever you think of COVID, whatever, but how – it seemed like the entire country just forgot about COVID as soon as the NFL playoffs came around last year. I, I know. Like, it wasn't just like the NFL. It was just like the entire country. It was like, all right, it's done. I know. I know. I know. I told my kids daycare that I had COVID when I had COVID. And I was never, like, sick or anything. And they're like, oh, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> should I not send my son? Like, I don't know. Is he coughing? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I mean. All right. Apparently, though, there's another bad strain coming. So yeah, just, I saw uh, that this morning. There's another, there's another, bad, another bad strain coming. So watch out. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. I'll tell you where you are uh, safe from anything is inside of your car. Mm. In a car wash. 
at Scrub-A-Dub? Scrub-A-Dub cheese. Scrub-A-Dub.biz. Sign up at Scrub-A-Dub.biz for the unlimited deal where you can get unlimited car washes each and every month for as low as $13 a month. Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Sign up at scrubadub.biz. Back in three minutes. Not a southern tree so yesterday. Twelve fifty AM the fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer. Got a series at home this weekend. Prior to, during, the, or after the, you can check out the action at 4th Base, the sports bar, restaurant, National Avenue, just a pop fly away from the stadium, or an uh, Adrian Hauser giving up home run down the block, maybe more like it. 4th Base, great food. I got to take you back there, Toby. I took Tim Shea. Uh, when did we go? We went last week, me and Tim. And we sat at the bar, and I said, I would like a shaved steak sandwich. And she goes, do you want the provolone, onion, and, and uh, mushrooms? No, not mushrooms. Peppers. And I said, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. And then Tim said, that sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, um, and then we both wanted fries. So they gave us a mound of fries. Not our own fries on our plate. They gave us fries together. So we had to share the fries. I'm craving those onion rings that they have. Those were good. Yeah, those were good. I could go for a shaved steak sandwich, too. Well, I'd take you today, but uh, I don't have an excuse. Oh, crap. Um, Jeez. Maybe uh... <laughs> we could go today. I'm busy today. <laughs> oh, okay. You're turning me down. Oh, I see. I see how it is, player. National Avenue, fourth base. Check them out. They've got the steak. They've got the burgers. they got the seafood. You know, they've got, I don't know if it's going to be DC seafood like you like, but it's pretty dang close to what they got available for you at fourth base. Check that out. Again, great spot to watch the games. Great spot before and after. The food's so good. Visiting teams do get it, do get it catered to them when they come here. They know about fourth base, so you should as well on National Avenue. Got an email here. This one is from Mark. He says, uh, hey, guys, love the show. Uh, Bart, are you taking your son to the baseball game tomorrow? As a matter of fact, I am. Uh, I'll tell you more about that in a second. Then he says, love the preparation that goes into your show. Bart was very excited about the World Baseball Classic. Asked Toby about it, and he no-sold him. That kind of chemistry will get you guys another third-place award in no time. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Mark... Mark, uh, yeah, I just never have gotten into the World Baseball Classic, but I also well, haven't. Well, been there's a... only been like two of them, right? Well, you also are like <laughs> that was your first love, baseball. That was not my first love. Baseball was like my last love, but now it's become my second favorite thing. Oh, I just love I love when countries fight each other in the non-war divisions. <laughs> I like like when countries play each other for pride. Yeah, I like that. I like when the weapons are like a baseball and a glove and not... And a soccer ball. Yeah, not like tanks and bombs and guns and... Yeah, I just, I've never really been into the World Baseball Classic, but who knows? Um, well, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about tomorrow. So tomorrow, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day we're going to take our son to his first ever professional baseball game. I'm very excited to do this. It's a three o'clock start. So we got to the, – the big problem is we got to work on his nap. He takes a nap from, like, uh, 1 to 3. I might think we go no nap tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. Because when he knows he's going somewhere, then he doesn't like to take a nap. Or it's hard for him. He gets excited. I could try an earlier nap, but that ain't going to work. Maybe just let him sleep in if he can. Uh, he never sleeps in, dude. Yeah. He heard me creeping by this morning. Dada, go to work? Hey, buddy. Which I like, cause then I, you know, I get to steal a couple kisses in the morning. You know that, Toby. So then, not what I want tomorrow is, I want to get there before the game starts. I do. I want to get there before How the game early, starts. Though? Uh, I would like to be in the ballpark if the game's at three ten. 
I'd like to be in there about 240. Okay. So that means I got to park. I got to walk with them. So, yeah, I don't know about this nap. So I'd like to be in there. Then we have to go to the fourth level because that's where our promotion giveaway is. He's in daycare now. It's safe. It's Sesame Street Day. Oh, nice. So we're going to get a Elmo bobblehead in a Brewer's jersey. So I bought the ticket so that we can get that. Now I bought the cheapest version of that ticket. So our seats are technically in the 400s. I just bought a ticket for me and my wife. Kid's getting in free. He's under three. Okay? So he ain't going to get a ticket. So we're going to get up there, get him the bobblehead. I do want to give him, like, baby's first brewer game thing. You can get one of those, right? And then there's a little play area in the 400s mm-hmm. that he can play for a while. There's the thing. There's Bernie's stuff in the first base side. or Yeah, the first base side. But it's like... It's kind of for like five and six year olds. I mean, there's a slide he can go down. Otherwise, he's hey, hit a baseball that whips at you, throw a baseball, run a forty yard dash, which I will not do. <laughs> but you know, the, so that that play area is a little congested. yeah, it's a little older, a little older. But there's like a little pit upstairs that that they can do. So I want him to do that. I don't want to be up in the four hundreds any longer than I need to be though, because I do hate the four hundreds. Yeah, I've gotten spoiled. I don't like going up there anymore. Me neither. And also, it's international waters. There are no laws. There are no rules. Nothing matters. Opening day, there was a there was like a swap shop up there. There was like people selling crafts and goods. I don't even think the brewers sanctioned that. I think people just brought in tables and started selling their wares. <laughs> it was insane. So we're going to be up there. Maybe we'll sit in the 400s for a little bit just so he can like see the overview of the stadium. I want him at some point to be able to sit down low and see baseball up close. That's what I want. So I did not buy tickets for that. So whether we rip our way down or whether I go It's, it's going to my... be a Saturday afternoon against the Pirates. You'll be able to find seats. Yeah, but I just don't want it to be like, you know, I don't want to go down where it's that usher's day to be a hero, you know? Yeah. Hopefully. Sometimes Sometimes you walk down there and... You could even be full of food and your pockets are full and you have no access to your phone or to show your ticket. And they, th- this, is the, they, this is their moment. They are there to stop you from going down. Even if you can't find a seat, you can go stand and watch it behind home plate. Yeah, I mean, I, I know. I just want them to be close. There's plenty of standing room places that you can still see the game fairly well. So I'm not asking for much. I want him to have a good time. Ultimately, it's about him. I expect to watch three pitches of this game which I don't care about, you know, Saturday games. Here's a little secret. I don't need to watch the Saturday games because on Monday we just talk about Sundays. Mm-hmm. Okay, girlfriend? Uh, like, I don't need to watch tonight's game either. Barty's watching SmackDown, okay? Barty's watching some Summer League basketball, okay? Toby will probably be at Miller Park tonight. <laughs> yeah? You are going to go? I don't know. Tickets are pretty cheap. What are, like, I should look at what the tickets are for what I want even. Like if I did sit down low. Because they're probably cheaper than what I paid on the Brewer's website to get that stupid Elmo. Yeah, you should have just bought Elmo off eBay. Yeah, but I because I, I told them we're going to the game and there's going to be a surprise. You know, so that's exciting. And then it's going to there's, there's, be a good moment. I did the right thing. I did the right thing. So I'm not asking for much. I just want him to play a little bit, see the ballpark, uh, soak it all in as much as a three-year-old brain can. And then sit low for a little bit so you can see it up close. I don't want much more than that. Uh, I do want to be able to go into the locker room after and have all the guys sign a baseball for him. Uh, I do want Craig Council to have a five-minute conversation with me about what it's like to be a dad and then uh, my son and him to take a picture together. So you're not asking for much. I do want um, us to run the sausage race, and then I know they do the kids on Sundays, but I want him to do a special on Saturday so that he can run it as well. Um, I do want him to be able to take a nap out in right field when the Brewers are at bat because they won't hit it out there. Uh, I don't want much more than that. I want him to be able to go down the slide, Bernie slide. Yeah, so you're not asking a whole lot. I'm not asking for much more than that. I want to be able to. I want to tweet the Brewers and say we had a great time at Brewers, and then the Brewers social media department say thanks for coming and get zero likes or engagement on that tweet. I want them to be able to do that. So. I don't think it's asking for much what I'm looking for at this game tomorrow. 
I just want to be treated like uh, like royalty, like a king. And rightfully so. I want the Brewers to say, hey, uh, you know, your, your family's having a good time here. Why don't you just come in this suite? And by the way, you can have this suite for the rest of the season. Uh, I want uh, my favorite number is 19, but that's already retired. So then I'll go 15. I want my number retired for me. Um, so yeah, I'm not asking for much. I'm really, I'm really not asking for much. I don't need that much. So you're going to, that's too bad. You're not going tomorrow unless you do. And then you can see the boy. Uh, I'll probably be, I don't know. My, <laughs> I was telling you, my finger hurts for some random reason at the knuckle. I have no reason why. Because otherwise I'd go golfing tomorrow morning. Your finger hurts? Yeah, I don't know why. Is it like a Bart injury where I'm old and everything aches? Uh, I'm 23, so I shouldn't be doing that. Oh, geez. You know what I do want to talk about the Brewers real quick? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. I noticed that when I went to the game on Wednesday, they played the Cubs. Bernie went down the slide, and then Bernie waved the flag. So last year during the playoffs, they had somebody wave the flag, and it was Toby. Toby sat up there, and somebody from the Brewers found Toby and said, Toby, you wave the flag. And Toby said, sure, I'll do it. So Toby waved the flag. And then the next game, they had someone from Aurora Healthcare or something, which was fine. I think that there should be, just like there's an honorary first pitch, you should have an honorary flag waiver. And, yeah. and on Wednesday, it was just Bernie waved the flag. He went down the slide and waved it himself and then went home. Could they not find anyone else to do it? Because usually they do have people It waving. should be. Why don't you even have somebody that threw the first pitch say, okay, now you can come up and wave the flag? Like, why? There, you know how, like, who, who does it? The Seahawks, one team does a bang drum, one team blows a horn, one team lights a torch. Just do another thing and get a fan up there and get them excited. And that's how you get your exposure on social media. Hey, look where I am. Instagram Live. I'm waving the flag. And so the Brewers tweeting thanks for coming to everybody that tweets at them. Dave's in Pleasant Prairie. What's up, Dave? Hey, Bart. How you doing this morning? Oh, just full of content. What's up? <laughs> hey, man. I love love your show. Um, just uh, wanted to take a little umbrage with you you're making the ushers at miller park look like you know nazis or something like that no 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 no, but there will be there's always one there's always one that's going to make it a real tough time for me to just sneak down there for an inning well i'm I'm really good about that if there's empty seats usually i take care of my people so i just it's one of those things i'm usually in the the second level in the loge level and uh you're an usher yeah yeah i love it it's the best summer gig in the world so it's uh it's 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 great. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, you just basically sit there, watch baseball, talk with the fans. It's awesome. So, but uh, yeah, man, we're we're good people. We'll take care of you if there's empty seats. It's just you know how it is. You know, if there's like forty thousand people, you ain't gonna be able to get in there like that. Man, so. Ain't no one going to this game tomorrow. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, well, well, that's true too. I mean, it is the Pirates, by the way. So yeah, you know, you so got a should I? Because I was thinking, carry a bunch of food. And then they're not going to check me for a ticket if I just do that. Yeah, typically if you got the kid in one arm and a whole tray full of food in the other, and if you got your darling wife with you, you just basically just say, oh, you know, we just need to sit down for a second and get get ourselves organized. And a lot of times they don't yeah. care. Yeah, and, I, and it's also important to act like you've been there before. If you look nervous, they're going to know you're nervous. You got it. You got to take on the look of, I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly where my seats are. Exactly. You got it, buddy. Yeah, okay. All right, Dave. Well, I didn't mean to offend ushers as a whole, but there's always, I always encounter, I do always encounter the one that's trying to be a hero that day. Like, like right. she thinks, You're... like she thinks Mark's watching her. Hey, man, you guys have a great weekend. All right, you too, Dave. Bye. All right, see you, buddy. Dave in Pleasant Prairie, one of the hardworking, Men and women down there at American Family Field. Uh, we we're talking about the Brewers and some trades. BJ tweets in, this reminds me of 2014 when Justin Marneau was crushing it for Colorado at first base. Milwaukee had an obvious hold. Doug thought the price was too high. The offense went to crap down the stretch, and they gave away the division. Go get Reynolds and a bullpen arm. Brian Reynolds of the Pirates. Uh, Mr. Milwaukee seems to think, Toby, that trading Hater would get you Soto. No, it would not. 
Yeah, I don't. The Brewers. The, there's nobody that we have that would. Uh, Burns yeah, there and is. Hater. Burns, Woody, those guys. Not Hater. Any when, trade that would get you Soto would be. You know, you're not doing it. No, any trade that would get you Soto would make you no longer a World Series contender. And I don't even think he's really even this available to talk about him so much. It's he's just also that we not do because he, you're here. But he would fit in with this current Brewers team because he is only hitting. <laughs> uh, hold on, I gotta see what his stats are. But he is not playing very well. He's hitting. Is he like two two thirty four? Oh, okay. His on base is good, right? His on base is three eighty eight. Yeah, I think the other day he walked four times or something. I have him in fantasy. And somebody's trying to trade. Yeah, he has 69 walks me. this year. Somebody's trying to get rid of him from me, and I am hanging on to him. But they made a good point. They said he's not driving in a lot of runs because the Nationals lineup sucks. That is 100% correct. So maybe I should look to wheel and deal Juan Soto. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us 1250 AM at the Phantom Bart. That's Toby. More coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Pumped up on a Friday with some Soul Asylum in a video where they showed kids that got kidnapped. That did lead to some uh, reunifications. That's good. I have a downer way to start. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer, Lakeland University Studios. There was a, um update that happened yesterday with the NFL and the Hall of Fame, and normally we're always like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Leroy's a finalist again. Well, this year, my friends, Leroy is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So we don't need to get as crazy about the finalist. There are some guys still that, hey, that would be good if they got in. Mike Holmgren, I believe, should be a Hall of Famer. Mike Holmgren's had a Hall of Fame career. He's eligible now. Sterling Sharp, his window is over. So his window, Sterling Sharp, longtime uh, receiver with the Packers, not long enough, obviously, with the neck injury. His window is over. If he's ever going to get in, it's got to be the senior committee, similar to uh, Jerry Kramer. I feel like Sterling Sharp has been forgotten about when it comes to the story of the NFL. I always say that the Hall of Fame should be the story of that particular league where you need to showcase the best players, uh, even if the -the off-the-field stuff is is tricky. Can you tell the story of baseball without Pete Rose? You cannot. Can you tell the story of baseball without Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds? You cannot. You know, even like a Kurt Schilling. Can you tell the story of baseball without him? Nah, not really. There's that 2001 World Series with him and Randy Johnson. If those guys are part of the story of baseball and they've had a great career to be in, I that's what I advocate for. I know that some others say no. You know, it's a very good debate to have about who should be in, but I, I always say I don't want to go into a Hall of Fame and then walk out and let's say I go with my son someday. I don't want to go into a Hall of Fame, show him all these good players, and then go into the car and now say, all right, now look up this guy, look up this guy, look up this guy. They're better than the guys we just saw. That doesn't make any sense. With Sterling Sharp, his career obviously got cut short 
But let me just throw you his numbers. He played for seven years before the neck injury. Let me just throw you his numbers. Uh, year one, I'll give you receptions, yards, and touchdowns. 55, 791, and 1. 90, 14, 23, and 12. Mm. Led the league in receptions that year. 67, 11, 05, and 6. 69, 961, and 4. 108, I believe he was the first to go over 100. I don't know that for sure. But it was still, when you went over 100 catches at that time, it was, I mean, it's not like you're catching 139 balls like Cooper Cup is now. It was, it was massive. 108, 14, 61, and 13 led in yards, touchdowns, and uh, receptions. The next year, 112 leads in receptions, 1,300 yards, 11 scores. The year after that, 94. Now Favre's on the scene full time, 94 catches, 1,100 yards, 18 touchdowns. And then there was the neck, neck injury, and then he's out of the league. Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus makes a point. If you take his career, if you shift it, if instead of playing from 89 or 88 to 94 and he played from like 94 to 2000 and he's on those Packer teams that win a Super Bowl, he is instantly a Hall of Famer. And I think that that makes sense. A guy like Michael Irvin never led the league in receptions, led the league in receiving yards once. James Lofton, he's in. He never led the league in receptions, yards, or touchdowns. Sharp led the league in receptions three times, touchdowns twice, and receiving yards twice. So this becomes a debate of he was a -a once-in-a-lifetime kind of talent. He was a generational guy, but the career got cut short. So at what point do you look at a guy and say, like, like with Andrew Luck, he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, is he? He no, retired too soon. I mean, some of these other guys, Luke Keekley, is he going to be all famer? He retired I at 29. I think Keekley should be. So then maybe you don't need to be. Do you need to be? Sometimes with the Hall of Fame, you get in because you played 20 years. Oh, he played 20 yeah. years. Eli Manning. Well, played people for are so saying long. Frank Gore should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think Frank Gore was ever a Hall of Fame running back, but because he played so long, sure. people assume he'll be in. If you are going to put people in because of the longevity aspect, and less because of the quality aspect, then I think you could look at the vice versa side, the flip side, and say a guy like Sterling Sharp or you, you mentioned Keekley, and you saw it this year with Tony Baselli maybe. A, a shorter career but dominant at their position, they should absolutely get in. So with this case, because I always say you got to be able to tell, these guys need to be in because you got to be able to tell the story of the game with them. Can you tell the story of the game without Sterling Sharp, though? You probably... Can. I mean, what you're talking about is he was really good for the Packers when they were ascending with Favre, well, how many and then thou- he got hurt. Go, go again, how many thousand-yard years did he have? And you said he played seven seasons? He played seven full seasons. He had uh, five 1,000-yards seasons. That's enough for me right there. And an The 18- year he did, and it was 961 and 791 in his first. He had two years of over 1,400 yards. Mm-hmm. He led the league in receiving three times, yards once, touchdowns twice. If you can say for a stretch longer than maybe a year or two where this guy was in the tier one, tier two superstars at that position in a league, I think you have to make that argument that they can be in. Like I, you, you look at those stats and bring them up. These aren't stats that are happening nowadays where you're airing it out 50 times a game either. Look, Sterling Sharp, I always say that the 90s Packers were defined by three guys, Reggie White, Leroy Butler, and Brett Favre. And Sterling Sharp would have been the fourth had he been able to stay healthy, but that career got cut short with the neck injury. When we were growing up, me and my brother, uh, he would always get Brett Favre stuff, and I would always get Sterling Sterling Sharp stuff. We would always, whether it was bobbleheads or little trinkets or ornaments, Favre was his guy in terms of cards and stuff, starting lineups, and Sharp was my guy. And so, you know, we had the combination, Favre to Sharp, and, you know, we play with those toys all the time. A little, Favre throws it to Sharp, touchdown. And we did that. And if he would, see, here's the thing. I just gave you Sharp's numbers. So I just gave you Sharp's numbers. If he played two more years and had, like, a 50-catch year, if he had two more years, so let me let me do this real quick. I got to, I'm looking at something, and I'm trying to convey it without being able to show you. His first year he caught 55 for 791 and one touchdown. The other years after that, it was 90 catches, 67, 69, 108, 112, 94 with multiple touchdowns. It was six really strong years. 
if you would just say, all right, play two more years in 95 and 96, and then have the same stats you had that first year, the 55, 801, he'd probably get in. Even though the two years weren't great, he played, quote unquote, long enough to get in. So it is a shame that Sharp is not in. It's a shame that he got hurt. You know, it's a shame that that neck injury cost him all the stuff that it cost him. Well, and to your point, you say two more years. That would get him to a grand total of nine. Calvin Johnson played nine seasons. Yeah, and he retired early and he Hall of Fame. So I don't see a reason that he shouldn't be considered because if you just cut two years off of Calvin Johnson's career, you'd still think he's a Hall of Famer, right? I've got something pretty nasty to say that I don't think I should. What do you got? Okay. I don't want to say it because I'm right. I don't want to say this because I'm right. Do you know where I'm going? I don't. Okay. His career his career got cut short because of a neck injury to retire. What if his career got short because he died? Ooh. <laughs> Tell me. He'd be in. Yeah. He'd be in. He would be in. Mm-hmm. He would be in. Or what if he just retired to, because he just wanted to retire? No. You don't think so? Well, he did retire. He retired because he couldn't play. No, I'm saying, like, what if he just retired just to retire? Like, like Calvin? Keekley, like Patrick Willis, Andrew Luck. Like, you just, all right, I'm done. Sterling Sharp would be in if he died in 95. Jeez. I don't, I didn't like to, I didn't like to say that out loud. I'm not wrong. From now on, I'm not going to say, I'm going to have you, I'm going to screen that first. I'm not going to screen callers. I'm going to screen you. I, but I'm not, but am I wrong? No. Is, but is that the point here? The point is, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. The point is, that's just morbid. <laughs> Come on. It's like playing runner right train as a bumper. Uh, George is on the north side. What's up, George? Hey, what's going on? Hey, so check this out, Mark. Remember, Gail Sayers got into the Hall of Fame. He has a grand total of 6,000 yards. What they did is they did potential. If he didn't tear his knees, Gail Sayers, for sure, the way he played, would have got over 10,000 yards. He was a surefire Hall of Famer. We all know if Sterling Sharp did not get hurt, he would be a surefire Hall of Famer. It's, they got to they got to do the same thing they did for Gail. They have to do for Sterling. Sterling, I believe, is going to get in. Look how long it took Leroy. That was a, that was a sin that Leroy had to wait that long because he was better than John Lynch. So he will get in. It's just not as fast as we think he should get in. I believe he's going to get in. His numbers are undeniable. Uh, he was he was he was the top receiver, better than Rice. It was him and Rice. And as far as well, my Sterling and was one more, the best. I, I, he was I the remember. Best, man. So I, I, was... I love him. I love Sterling. Dog. big. Dominant, he couldn't be stopped. I was old enough to watch Sterling, so I'm not just saying this like, Me hey, I'm a guy that's a Packer a fan. And every yeah. Packer ever should get in. I seen him as a kid. He was dominant. He was the he, him and Sterling. Him and Rice was the best receivers. But my thing with with Gore, I want to tell you this: Look, football is a hard sport. Gore wasn't flashy. He didn't have that trademark signature year that you talk about. But the pure thing to be able to play that long and accumulate that many yards with a brutal position like running back. He's not a first battle. He's not a second battle. I believe he may get in and made nine or ten years, but he do deserve to be in there just for the pure longevity and the position and how brutal it is on your body for him to accumulate that many yards means he was productive his whole career. So you're getting in because of the productivity, not because you was this elite all-pro eight times, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, in a season. No, because of longevity and productivity. That's why Gore will get in, not because it was anything flashy. But you guys have a good night. All right, George, thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. Again, you can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. I just have a hard time, though, sometimes with, you know, to your point, just because a guy plays a long time doesn't necessarily mean they're a Hall of Famer. You know, This is supposed to be reserve for the elite of the elite. If their elite trait is that they lasted in the league a long time but were a, I guess, above-average player for a majority of their career in Frank Gore, I guess you can reward that, but I just don't... I, I think you got to be able to go on the flip side and say, if this guy was at the top of the game for, even though it was only a short span, I think you can reward that too. Well, I so I think it's a longevity thing with him. 
because he was dominant. Again, he led the league in receptions three out of seven years. That's nearly half the years he was in the league. He led the league in receptions. He led the league in yards once. He led the league in touchdowns uh, twice. And so I think he played seven years with 595 catches, 8,100 yards, 65 touchdowns. Where I look at it is if you're going to say, all right, he had an elite career, but it wasn't long enough. So then I say, all right, take his worst year and say he played two more years with those same stats. And that'd be the first year, 55-791 and a touchdown. Is he a Hall of Famer then? He played enough time. You're taking his worst year. I'm not even doing this on what the potential would be. I'm not even assuming that, oh, if he plays three more years, he's going to grab 100 balls each and every year. All I'm saying is if you if you look at that and take his worst year, now you're adding it just because it's the longevity. So Sterling Sharp is not in because of the longevity, even though he was dominant for uh, dominant, elite for three, four of the years. When he played elite for four of the years when he played and he sits on the sidelines because he, he got his neck got hurt playing a violent sport and a fluke thing. I think that's a really good point though, that you brought up from Eric eager, where if Sterling Sharp were a part of the dominant Packers teams of the nineties that won a super bowl, he's probably in no doubt. Cause just looking at pro football reference does this thing where they put you on like a Hall of Fame meter, right? And they take all your stats and different things, and they put you where you're at. He's ahead of guys like John Stallworth, Harold Carmichael, even a guy like Lynn Swan. It, yes, Lynn Swan came a little bit earlier, so still more running the football, but Lynn Swan never had a year with more than 880 yards receiving. And yet you rattled off Sterling Sharp's numbers, and he surpassed that pretty much every season he was in the league, but Lynn Swan gets in because you think of him and you think of success of those Steelers Super Bowl teams. And he only had a couple of years of Brett Favre. I mean, he was doing this with Don Mikowski and Mike Tomzik. Okay, so let's, let's remember that, too. Tony's in Texas. Tony. Hey, I, I want to get into Sterling Sharp here really quick, but first of all, what's up with the anti-Usher slander here? What, what's going on with the Usher? No, 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 no. All I'm saying is that sometimes when I've tried to sneak down, sometimes one usher will try to make it their day. And that's all I'm That's all. I'm very pro-usher. Very pro-usher. Well, you and Spark Guy, I'm telling you, you guys are very close to getting banned from that 100 section, that 100 level section. You guys, I don't know what the deal is, Bart. Just say who you are. Hey, I'm Bart Winkler from the 1250 show, and let me in. Doesn't that work? That that would never work, nor would I ever do that, nor would I, I ever Bart, think that I, I could. I literally name drop you, and they let me down. Oh, you're Tony from Texas. Come on down. Oh, sh- stop it. Seriously, come on. These those ushers are good guys, man. They those shoot the breeze with you, and if you want to move up, they'll let you move up, man. Anyway, so uh, Sterling Sharp, there was not a better receiver. Jerry Rice and Sterling Sharp were one A, one B there for like three or four years, and the numbers don't even tell the truth because like you said the Packers had barely anything going for themselves so Sterling revolutionized the position I think he was the first guy to get 100 catches in a season this guy was unbelievable it's just sad he's not in the Hall of Fame and he was kind of a jerk when he was with Green Bay I think that's kind of part of the issue and then he went to the media I don't know what what the guy's up to now but Sterling Sharp the guy should be in the Hall of Fame I'm with you Tony he should be and it's not and it's a Sham. I don't know if it's a sham. It's just life, you know? Things happen. I was watching and something on... Uh, thanks, Tony. That's it? What else do you got? Well, I mean, what, what's going on, man? We got anything going on this weekend? What's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm going to the game tomorrow with my kid. Okay. Uh, what else is going on? Um... That's about it, man. That's, that's all you got. Hey, Summer League, watch the Bucks tonight. Friday night, watch the Bucks. Six o'clock against the Nets. I'll be there, NBA TV. All right, that's it. All right, glad Bye. we added another minute to the content. <laughs> Talk to you Monday. See you, Tony. Tony, Texas. No, I was watching this thing on Shannon Sharp and where those two grew up. Dude, you got to see it. 
I don't know where I saw it, but they grew up in a home that like had no running water. How they both got out is to to where they got is amazing. And Shannon, Shannon was just defending his career against some people on Twitter the other day. Shannon Sharp was every bit as good as he says he was, especially with those Broncos teams. And then even with the Ravens for a little bit, Shannon Sharp was a problem for sure. Those, those two guys, man, they were, they were good. And Sterling now, if he's going to get in, it needs to be senior committee. And we'll see if they kind of take a deeper, deeper dive into the numbers. Just a shame that, you know, a guy's career gets cut short and then he doesn't get to be in the hall of fame because of it. When, if you even added two more years of mediocrity, it'd probably be him. I'm Bart. That is Toby. Today's a fun little anniversary. One year ago today, LeBron James tweeted two down, two to go at CP3. We all know how that turned out. We'll take a look back at game two of the NBA Finals coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.